I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White and I'm here today with a really beautiful, lovely guest. Her name is Marie Lutzoff and she is a psychic medium, a mentor, and a rife frequency healer. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about, about you, Marie, before we get into it. So as a child, she felt spirit around her from a very early age and growing up in a dysfunctional family outside really felt like home for her. So she spent a lot of time outside, gazing at the sky, the moon, the stars, talking to the plants and being a part of nature. And she was fascinated with everything about the natural world. As a child, she was led by spirit and this faith that kept her going through all of the difficult times. And spirit, she wants to say, spirit connects us to love. Spirit is love working through us in all that we do. So welcome, Marie. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Melissa, for inviting me and having me along. It's an honor to be able to share and, yeah, to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And I, we were just chatting about how long it's been because we did meet through an online mentorship and it was all people from Australia and just me from Canada. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I so, and that was, that was wonderful. And so I'm really pleased that we get to connect again and chat. Yes, me too. Thank you. Yeah. I remember those days. It was, it was early days, it was, but it was really great learning that we did. Oh, with yeah. With Tony yeah. Stockwell. And what I find, you know, that he always seems to bring the right people together. You know, there's a sense that there's such a camaraderie and such a sense of support that we had, you know, within that group and within his teaching. So yeah, definitely such a amazing experience for, for everyone. Oh yeah. It was wonderful. I got so much from it. Same, same. So yeah, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Do you want to sort of explain to us when you first really realized your intuitive abilities and your connection with spirit? I know it's when you were young, but can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, I feel I first truly noticed my abilities when I was around six. I recall seeing my father's face appear at my bedroom window. As I say, I used to like looking outside the window at night and looking at the stars and connecting outside. And my father had actually passed around six months before. So I can actually, while I'm talking to you now, just see, I can see that image in my mind as well. So that's when I first feel that I noticed spirit in a bigger way, but I think there was a lot of other things I was picking up on 
energies and that sort of thing when I was younger. Um, yeah, I wasn't scared when I saw the face. It just felt sort of normal to me that mm-hmm. I sort of knew it wasn't normal to everyone else. That makes right. sense. Well, that feels like such a profound thing, you know, to have experienced that loss, you know, with someone so close to you. And also, yeah, to have that sort of experience of him and his face, like a very, very real experience, you know, so some kind of amazing confirmation for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. I do. I mean, I was pretty sensitive to energy as a child, as we all are. There was, but I do recall other incidences where I picked up on my friends, loved ones in spirit as well. Oh, um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of times I used to have pretty full-on dreams as a child as well. And I know that when you first start to work with your intuition and connect with spirit, you can get some pretty full-on sort of dreams as well because you're sort mm-hmm. of opening up those channels in a way. Yes, definitely. And I think too, I don't know if you find this, but sometimes I find that in the beginning, if someone's yeah, just starting to open up or really realize their their connection, sometimes the dreams, I think that's the way, that's spirit's way in, you know, until they're fully yes. like waking hours, really paying attention. So it's interesting how sometimes they'll just find a way, you know, how, however they can. That, that's correct, yeah. I totally agree. And when we're in that sleep state, we're obviously more relaxed and, and the mind's, yeah, in the right capacity to be able to receive the information that they're trying to send through to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wide open. Yeah. So I was also wanting to ask you because in my 20s, I did have an experience that brought me quite close to death and really opened my eyes to spirit. And I was wondering if you would like to share about your experience with this. Yeah, thank you. So when I was a child, I was pretty, I wasn't very well. I was pretty sick and very, very sensitive to environments, food, and pretty much everything. My family wasn't very functional and I sort of wasn't given the right care and nurturing that I needed. So most of my struggle when I was young was just sort of survival. I was put through a lot of, I had a lot of help from medications, creams, medicines, inhalers, and all of that sort of stuff. And what I started to do when I was younger was journaling and talking to spirit and finding ways that I could process my journey myself so that I could get through a what was going on around me, manage my energies and process what my body was doing. But when I got into my mid-20s, my health was pretty bad and my daily functioning wasn't good. I was having mood swings, tummy pain, a lot of internal intestinal problems and lots of stuff going on with me. And I tried pretty much everything natural that I could. When I got to my late 20s, I decided to come off the big pharmacation, big pharma medications and try their natural health route. And I was really sick. I was really, really sick. And close to death, my body was barely functioning. But I had to keep going to work. And my workplace were trying to help me shorten my days and give me time off. But 
I tried everything. I've become Chinese medicine, acupuncture, kinesiology. What else did I do? Yeah, so many different modalities. I changed my diet. So things were sort of backwards and forwards for me. And I, through all of this, I kept my face. I kept my face that over time things were going to get better. I'm going to find a solution and just get through these things. But I met a group of people in my late 20s from a spiritual church. And it was through this connection that I actually found the uplifting and more support that I needed. And they were doing meditations and we were doing channelings and we were sort of, it was sort of giving me more sustenance in a way to keep going and move through stuff. It's a pretty tough time. Um, and I remember one of the ladies saying to me, she rang me and said, oh, we've set up a prayer group for you and we're sending you healings. Um, we need you, you know, we really want you to find the right answers to what's going on with your body and we really want you to have the right health. And so they were doing all this concentration of love and healing for me and it was through that and it was just literally amazing because I was doing a little bit of reflexology in a clinic then and another lady in the clinic approached me one day and said to me, I can see that you're just not in a good way. I know someone that can help you. There's a doctor in Temple Stowe, a vibrational frequency man, and he can help you. Here's his number. And that changed my life. He was able to, yeah, it was amazing. He literally changed my life. He helped me with the right healing modality for me. He changed my diet. He used his vibrational frequency machines with me. And, it, I mean, it took a few years to get my body detoxed and sorted out. Certainly a pretty tough journey for me. But without that, I just did not know how to help or fix myself. And I tried everything. So that, to me, was a message from spirit because that literally two days after that healing, that prayer, process that the ladies from the church did that's when that message came through right well it just strikes me as such a beautiful thing to know that those people welcomed you but also that they were like praying for you and keeping you in that that energy of love and that intention that they set you know what a really remarkable beautiful gift to be given and then really yeah it's not long like two days and then you're led to exactly the right sort of answer for you totally it was truly amazing but I'm just so grateful so grateful for those people in that little group that the church and I stayed I stayed at that church as a member and helping that church for over 25 years Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that's just such a, a beautiful expression of how spirit was showing their love for you, you know, through through other people and bringing you the right people at the right time. Yeah, totally. Totally. Wow. Exactly. That, that's amazing. And so can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you've really developed your relationship with spirit over the years? Because I think it's different, you know, it's different for each person. And sometimes I find with, there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are developing or, you know, they're, they're 
embarking on their own learning. And I just feel as though sometimes it's daunting. They don't know, sometimes they don't know where to start with that, or they feel that there's just so many different, there's so many different ways. So can you share about how you've done that? Yeah, thank you. How I really started with that was to be more open to understanding and connecting to spirit. So I would ask my spirit team to show me. I would ask and I would look for the messages. I would take time to sit and meditate and connect and sit in the power. I used to love to walk and I used to feel that when I was out walking, my team were walking with me. And anything that I would ask them, I felt that the messages would come through. I used to get a lot of inspiration and a lot of messages walking and definitely being in nature was helpful for me. I began journaling when I was around 14. So I set up two journals. One was for my personal growth, you know, any triggers or any problems or anything that I needed to just share for myself to get out on paper and another one was from spirit so I had a journal that I would write any sort of messages from spirit or animal totems that would appear or uh, dreams that I had or when I was sitting in development class when I started in my 20s I would write what I learned in the class and what spirit showed me and I Just kept that and that was also really good to refer back to when I was feeling, oh, I'm a bit lost here, I'm not sure if I'm developing and I'm confused on this. I'd look in my journal and I'd go, yeah, well, you know, things do, they are making sense and I have done done some growth in that area. So journaling and, and writing things is a really good guide to help you. What else did I do? I used to read as much, many books on spirit that I could and I would watch mediums and I made sure I was pretty much, I don't know how many development circles I've sat in, but I just sat in them constantly. I think I, my first one when I was in, twi- well, I think I was 20 years old and my cousin took me to a place in Ringwood and we have a, yeah, took me to a house in Ringwood and there was a man who's quite well known as a mentor and a medium here in Australia and he was running classes. So he was my first one that I went to. So just immersing yourself is really good to learn how to to connect with spirit and work with spirit and just being more open around that. I love that. I so resonate with the walking. When I'm in nature and I walk, I feel the same. I just feel like they're with me, they come with me. And there's just something so simple about that, but how beautiful it is, you know, that experience. And then the writing, I love that you had two separate ones because I have a thing about that too. Energetically, I don't like a notebook to have like a different purpose other than one thing. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Or even if I've written something on a page, And then there's a different sort of topic or a different kind of something else. I can't put it on the same page. Like I almost have to like even page to page have it separate. So I do (laughs) understand that. And I love that. And I think, you know, it's so true. I, I talk about this sometimes how it is nice to have those things documented because we do go through periods of time where I think sometimes we do feel a bit 
disconnected or we feel as though we're hard on ourselves or we're not, you know, we feel like we're not doing enough. And then if you have something that you can look back on where you can see where you've had these amazing breakthroughs or, you know, something that spirit showed you that was so cool and it's like a new a new kind of thing or the miracles, you know, the miracles that unfold. I think sometimes we don't forget, but we just lose sight of that. So to have, have it written somewhere that you can refer back to is really powerful. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree with that. And often when you write your dreams down, you, they don't make sense and you think it's all whole or gobbledygook. But when you write them down and you don't look at them for a couple of weeks and then you go back and you sit with them and you use your intuition, you can often see the messages coming through and see how that relates to what you're going through in your life or what spirit might be trying to show you as well. Definitely. I think for me when I look at, because I don't know a lot about actual like dream interpretation other than just intuitively you know like just using my intuition but I find I kind of use them a bit like I would like an oracle card like I might not see the literal meaning when I look at it but then when I tune in it does it does reveal like there's always something that can be revealed yeah I agree totally yeah all those hidden messages they're like hidden messages are everywhere and our intuition is everywhere it mm-hmm. truly is. The spirit are communicating all the time with us. I and really, that's... really feel that. Yeah. And I think sometimes people expect that, oh, like spirits coming in and out of their life or coming to visit them. And I always sort of see it like, oh, but I think it's a constant. I think it's just sometimes our perception that is a bit in and out. You know, our perception is sometimes stronger than others. But with me, I always feel like, oh, it's a constant, it's a constant companion. There's not, I don't feel like they come and go. It's been my experience. Absolutely. And sometimes you've just got to shift your awareness there Mm -hmm. to them. And, you know, because, you know, you can't be on switched on all the time but you can shift your awareness if you're in a spot and you go okay I feel like you know there's a message here you just shift your awareness and then you come back to the normal day-to-day does that make sense totally and I feel so it's so simple and yet I think sometimes we just forget you know we forget that we can do that or we get bogged down sometimes by just the physical world and, and stuff that goes on in life and we forget how how simple that actually is you know so just to just to move our mind you know towards spirit and just to be receptive and open and I think just also without too much like being too rigid about our expectation like what we expect or what we expect them to say I think just actually just being so open to what they're bringing you know and and really not trying to control it yeah I agree totally agree yeah so I know that nature and the natural world inspires you what what else would you say brings you lots of inspiration my journey inspires me because I know that it's led by spirit because when you look at the patterning of my life and all of this it is led by spirit it's definitely that inspires me. People who go on self-discovery journeys inspire me. People who get through major traumas inspire me. Um, what else inspires me? Yeah, sharing my message and being of service. 
that inspires me. I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's certain people who are public figures that inspires me, but I feel I feel that it's spirit and it, it's my need to share my message and to help others to understand themselves and that connection. That's the inspiration. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. And I love that too. And I really resonate with what you're saying about people that overcome, you know, like I love seeing people that go through a challenge and then they come, they come through it. But not only that, there's so many people that I find that have been through so much and they are still kind and they're still open hearted and they're still like people that believe in good and they still, you know, believe in love. And I think that's, that is so incredible to see that, you know, in people. Um, yeah that's beautiful and I also feel like just as I'm chatting with you I also feel like sound and vibration I don't know if you work with sound or maybe it's just like a feeling with music but I just feel like that's also likely something for you that probably is an uplifting and sort of inspiring thing oh music definitely um I mean it may it lifts me up it's gotten me through so many difficult times as well but Sound and vibration, like energy, is what my life is. Like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you're the same. We work with energy. So, yeah, that's a huge inspiration. And just like I've been out this morning photographing one of my roses that's starting to open. And like each hour, it moves a little bit more. And I find that totally inspirational. Mm, that's me. I, I love it because I love when people have an appreciation for the miracles around them you know and I think lots of people just maybe don't notice those things or just not you know just not attuned to that but Mm. I find it's a beautiful quality when someone sees those miraculous even if it's little and small and subtle but it's so beautiful and that's really I mean that's of course a spirit showing us you know always showing us about love so it's everywhere yeah what about for your healing sessions? So can you tell us about those? Like what, what is that like? And I know the rice healing, I'm very interested in hearing about that because I don't know too much about it. Okay, so the rife healing works. It's a machine that scans you with scalar wave frequency. So, and scalar wave frequency is actually part of our cellular structure. So the body recognizes it. And the scalar frequency has a way to capture information and provide healing. So by a non-invasive body scan that can take like six or eight minutes, what comes back from that is the pathogens, the toxins, the chemical imbalances, the chakra imbalances, the emotional imbalances, and the frequencies that they've been found in your body. So there's it gives you... It, returns back a sheet of over 6,000 entries that I can look at. Yeah, wow, it's full on. And that I can look at and see with the particular problem you've come in to see me with, I can see the building blocks and then the vibrational frequencies I need to implement through into your body either with rife frequency, which is just it's another form of frequency or back through the scalar wave frequency with the specific tools that I use for that back into your body so that we can target the pathogens and the imbalances. And what sort of happens with this is that 
the frequency, once you, everything, as you know, Melissa, everything's made up of frequency, energy and vibration, the whole entire world, everything. So even the the pathogens and the parasites vibrate at certain frequencies. So when you overload their certain frequency, they cannot survive, they shatter. So it's a bit like a process where the opera singer sings the same frequency that the champagne glass is vibrating at and the glass shatters. So it's the same with this sort of frequency work. Wow. So how so is that that's done in person then? That's it's an in-person session. Yeah. The sessions take about an hour and a half. So I do the scan and then I have my client lie on a sound harmonic sound healing bed. So there's got there's frequencies of the music going through the base of the bed so it's more relaxing for the client and also their cells relax so it's easier for the vibrational frequencies to move through the body and to rebalance. So I do the scan and I see what we need to implement and we target the viruses or whatever else that's needed as that are the basic building blocks to the bigger illnesses we target them with frequency and then we do a, a cleanup, which is a detox, a blood purification and an immune boost. So each client comes in with different things that they need to work on. So I go by the need at the time and obviously I can set up a plan for future sessions with that sort of thing as well. But it's a very relaxing process. Most people say they feel cleaner. And they have more energy when they leave. Yeah, so, but it's not a a fix-all straight away. It's like everything, working with frequencies, it takes time for the body to adjust. So we look at possible changes in diet if the body's too acidic or too, if there's too much sugar levels in the system. I look at that sort of thing. I have supplements here I also have from naturopath as well. So. Yeah, it's a sort of an overall full sort of holistic plan, really. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so interesting, but it makes perfect sense, of course, you know, to to work with the the frequency. That makes perfect sense. So I think that's a beautiful tool, like something that maybe not everyone is aware that that's even something that's available. Oh, there's, yeah, totally. There's a lot of different sort of vibrational frequency modalities out there that are similar to this one but of course you know we're natural therapy so we're not allowed to claim to diagnose treat or cure being a natural therapy mm-hmm. so we just do what we can mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, it makes perfect sense and how did you get into it like how did you become aware of that kind of healing system So when I was in my 30s, the man that I met who helped me get back onto my healing journey and fix, help my body, he ran a machine called Amora, Mm -hmm. M-O-R-A, but it's quite an expensive machine. And I always, once I got treatment from him, I always said to myself, I want to do this one day. I want to help people heal like I've been helped to heal. And I couldn't, of course, afford that machine and it was only the past couple of years that I've been able to have a little bit of funds to be able to look at different machines that I can implement and bring in. And I met a 
a man a couple of years ago who gave me a healing with his machines, which is the Spooky 2. That's the one that I, I run. And I just loved everything about it. And I thought, I love the way this is helping my body. And I thought, I'm going to look into this. And I'd had an operation and I wasn't doing well after the operation. And my friend helped me with his machines and I thought, that's it, I've got to get one of these. And so I did and I've just been learning from, he's my mentor, so I've been learning from him and he's got over 19 years' experience working these machines. So, yeah, I that's where I thought, okay, I've got the funds, let's do this, let's learn what I can and help myself and help other people with it. Exactly. I find that's the way for me too. It's like I, I will experience something or a tool or a, you know, a process and then I'm thinking, great, now I can, I know that there's other people that are going to need that too. You know, So it's like we're given what we need, but also then so that we can share it and empower other people. So I, I love that you followed that, you know, and that's such a unique, you know, such a unique way to work. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think so too. I feel like I was sort of led when mm-hmm. I looked at the whole journey of my life, I was sort of led to be able to have the understanding of it. And I'm fascinated with what it finds in people and and the effects that it has for them. I'm just it just blows me away every time. I love mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, very exciting, I think, to have those have those discoveries and then to be able to see the changes, you know, that someone's experiencing and how they feel. And quality of life, you know, that's that's so valuable. Yeah, I totally agree. That's where we've all got to get to. We've got to, yeah, looking after yourself has to come first. Definitely. What about, in your opinion, any myths about mediumship that you found over time, like things that come up that you feel are just not actually maybe true, but what people sort of believe? Yeah, there's a couple. It's like people think that the way spirit connects to you has to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And this is what I come up with all the time. They, they think because other people have the connection that way, it should be the way it happens for them. But what I found is spirit connects in so many different ways with you. They'll, and you're, according to your gifts, you may get signs or symbols to know that spirit's with you, or you may see colours to know that spirit's with you, or you may have them tap you or put cobwebs on your face, or they, you may literally see them, or you may know to see them. So I often know their spirit with me, but I don't physically see, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. feel. And yeah. by that feeling, that's how I know. And sometimes where they appear <clears throat> also is a signal of perhaps who they are, or you know, male or female, and that sort of thing. I know that you would understand that as I explained mm-hmm. that. So there's really no set way and everybody receives spirit differently. Their connection is different. I agree. I, for a long time, kind of doubted my medium, like that I even was a medium because I thought that if I wasn't seeing solid spirit people with my physical eyes 24-7, that I couldn't really be a medium. Like I didn't know that it could be different than that. So I I love that you shared that and I love to tell people that it's oftentimes such a combination of the feeling and the seeing and the hearing and all of those things, but it does not have to be 
one specific way. So I totally, I totally agree with that. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's so true. That's so true. That's how I've, what I've been feeling. And like also people, I suppose the myth that most people, like everybody can be, uh, the myth about whether you are a medium or you're not a medium, does everybody have that capacity? What do you feel around that? For me, I think that we're all connected to spirit and I think that we all have a capacity to connect for ourselves, you know, like with our own people. I think that's innate. That's within each of us as a potential. And then I think there are some where maybe because of, well, a a variety of things, past life experiences, maybe what their purpose is in this life there may be a more of an affinity or kind of like a feeling that it's something that is more imminent in this life. Like that's, it's definitely like somebody that could say, have the ability and use it and have the connection with spirit is, are they meant to necessarily do that for the rest of their life as their profession? Maybe, maybe not, but that it's available, you know, available to us. Yeah. Cause I, I was sort of asking that question, like, cause I feel like I think, I'm not trying to say, you have the capacity to be a medium. I think everybody does. But it, I feel that it's something you've got to, it's a muscle or mm-hmm. a doorway you've got to open to. And I don't feel that everyone has the capacity to open that doorway. Right. Yeah. And not always. And, and it's not mm-hmm. even also always beneficial. You know, I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, mm, not quite ready. You know, not quite ready to open yeah. that door. Um, yeah, that's but, it. Yeah, but I, I do, I feel that too. It's like one of those things, I, I guess what I noticed too, is that a lot of people are surprised if I say to them, oh, well, why don't we just try this, do an experiment and just tell me what you feel and tell me what you, you know, tell me what you pick up. And they're thinking, no, I can't, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not, I, I can't. Yeah. And then they do it and they're quite successful and it, it works and they're bringing you very accurate information. And so I think it's just more available to people than we, we might think. And I think the days of like people thinking that it's something that's so rare, you know, I think that's changing. I think people are realizing that even if it's not your purpose to do it for other people or professionally, you still can have your own relationship with the spirit world and oh. that that's very, that's very available, you know, so uh, sort of when the time is right and also with the intention, you know, the intention to do so. Oh, I agree totally because I think that connection to spirit is, it is in, uh, innate within all of us. Mm-hmm. So, but how we translate it, it's totally up to us and obviously the timing. But, yeah, I feel that everything else, it's a lot of it is the conditionings and the problems and obviously that sometimes limit us for seeing that potential that we do have like you're explaining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I agree. What about for yourself? Are there any personal experiences you've had with receiving signs from spirit? Yeah, I've had some doozies. I've had some really beautiful experiences. Absolutely gorgeous. So before my mother passed, I had a clock. So I was an unusual kid and I found this clock that had no back on it and it didn't work. It was an old antique clock and I brought it home and it was in the spare room, which was which was my room. So I had it up there and the time on it was 10 to 11. 
so 10.50. And, you know, after I left home, I left the clocks there, my, my bedroom became a spare room for everything and I never really thought much about this clock until my mother passed. And when my mother passed, obviously I had to clear out her house and, and sort out the things that were there and, and do what was needed to settle the estate and everything. And I looked at the clock. So my mother passed at 10 to 11 and the time on this clock was 10 to 11, which was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So that was one really amazing message from spirit. Mm -hmm. My other message was when I had to place my sister into some sort of assisted care, I had a couple of options and I wasn't sure which one to choose. So I sat down and I did a meditation and I talked to my people and I reflected on all of the similarities. So the place that I chose to place my sister for her care was the name of the nurse's name was my auntie's name. The head nurse there was the same name as my auntie's. And the auntie that you were close to? the auntie that I was close to, who was my spiritual mentor in my teenage years. So that was, like, phenomenal. And all the streets that came off the street that was where the nursing home was, they were all names of crystals. Oh, interesting. And my sister's room number was 36, which makes a number nine. Yeah. So... All of those things showed me the lady who was running the place at the time, she's since left, her name was Karen, and my best friend who works in disability, her name is Karen. So I just put all the jigsaw puzzle together and I thought that's just an amazing sign from spirit. What else? Let me just think. There's been so many messages, so many messages. I'm just trying to think of some others. It's incredible with the clock, though, because so with the clock, the hands, was it that it got kind of stopped at that time and it just stayed at that time? The clock never worked, but I used to go into my room and I used to move the hands on the clock when I was a teenager. And then, of course, I left home in my, I think I was 22 or 23, and the clock just stayed in the same position on the bench. Mm -hmm. So, and I've just... Yeah, and it was just because the nurse rang me at that time to say that my mother had just passed. Wow. So that's like, for me, that's a huge sign from spirit. There's been so many other signs. I'm just trying to think of a few more. There will be more here. So, yeah, I was renting a house with a partner a few years ago. I walked into the lounge room. And I knew it was the place that I needed to rent because uh, I'd seen that lounge room in a dream and we were actually successful in the rental application as well. What else? I set up, can I share one more with you? Of course. I set up a message, a bit of a test for spirit one day. I was working in a bakery and I, I liked my job, but I wasn't getting on well with the boss and the pay was pretty lousy. So I said to spirit, I'm in a real quandary here. I don't know whether to leave or whether to stay in the job and I need your help. So I said to Spirit, before 10.30 in the morning tomorrow, can you please make a man walk in who's wearing a red jumper 
and and make him come in and buy something. <laughs> and because <laughs> I need to know if you make that happen, that means I know I need to leave the job. So sure as 10.20 in the morning, a man walked in in a red jumper and I've just stood behind the counter and my mouth is open and I'm just going, oh, thank you, Spirit. Thank you so, so very much because there was my message that that was they gave me the right answer. Oh, gosh, there's another really good one too. Oh, I remember watching Bridget Jones's Diary because it used to be one of my favourite movies and I was checking up my house one Christmas to move and I thought Colin Firth was a bit of a honey. I still do. And <laughs> I remember just going, you know what, I'm just going to take a photo of him. So I took a photo of the television screen, as you do, and <laughs> what, what came through when the photo came back, it was a photo of a blue screen with the word love written across it. What? Yep. That is amazing. I've still got the photo. It is absolutely amazing. That is so cool. I mean... It's stuff like that that you got to think like there. the spirit world is so clever and so able to orchestrate all kinds of things. And I have no idea how they how they do it, but it's very apparent that they have these abilities and these skills that allow them to do all kinds of things that are just so perfect timing. And just when you might need it, you know, you might you needed to see that. I needed to see that right at that time. It was just the most amazing thing. And I totally agree with you. The spirit world, I mean, if you've ever been to a table turning or anything like that, the spirit world, the imagination and the energy they have to assist us and help us with our lives and to help us with the connection so that we can help others, it's just amazing. Beautiful. Oh, thank you for sharing those. I know everyone loves to hear about those because I think it also gives people hope. You know, if you're sitting there and feeling disheartened or, you know, depleted or just, you know, discouraged, hearing about someone else's experiences with those signs of interaction with spirit, it's helpful to recognize that that's possible for all of us, you know, that we can all have that experience too. And that spirit will really move move heaven and earth, you know, to kind of make sure we know not only that they're there, but that we are supported, you know, that there's there's that available, that love available to us. Oh, it's, yeah, it's constant love and encouragement from the spirit world. And just that we are worthy of that connection as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just for other, you know, other people, but that everyone, you know, everyone is is worthy. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it's been such a such a pleasure. I I would want to ask you where people can find you. So my website is my name, www.marielutzoff.com.au. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm also on the natural therapy pages, which is an Australian page where we can put up our information about what we do and people can contact us through that so okay wonderful 
I do know. Yeah, I do know we have. Well, there's listeners from lots of different places, but I do know there's actually, it always comes up. It'll show me like people that Australia is a place that people are listening to, to the show. So that's really, that's really cool. Very very good. Wonderful. Well, I just really appreciate you coming and spending this time with me and with the listeners. And I just wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Melissa, for giving me the opportunity to share. And yeah, thank you. It's my honor. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. So thank you everyone for your continued support and for listening. You know, you can find me at melissawhitemedium.com. And yeah, if you want to keep up to date and in touch, I'll link the link for my email newsletter in the show notes. I'll add Marie's information too in the podcast notes so you can get in touch with her and we'll leave you with that. So have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you are. Take care and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.